Thank you for joining Elemental Collision. My name is Dave Graham. Today is a special day in that we're going to be discussing data immutability. And it's a little off cycle, so let's jump right in. Good Monday morning and welcome to Elemental Collision. My name is Dave Graham. Today I want to talk to you about data and immutability. It's kind of a heavy topic for a Monday morning, so let me explain my rationale behind that. So the first thing is, I want to rip this from the headlines. This past week, there was a story that broke where a witness to a criminal case decided to change their story. Now, this wouldn't have been notable. Witnesses change their stories all the time. However, the prominence of this case brought into mind, brought into focus the fact that stories that have direct social impact are kind of important. And it's not to minimize what went on here. Matter of fact, the whole entire case is very, very detestable. And the culpability of the folks that are involved is at question. Um, so to that end, when a story changes, it changes the nature of that case and can cause massive repercussions. So why does this apply to data and immutability? Well, from a technological perspective, I deal with data all the time. You deal with data all the time, even if you're not in a technological sphere. Those pictures you take that you upload to Facebook, those tweets that you put on Twitter, those photos that you stick on Instagram, all that's data. Everything you do is data. Everything that we interact with in our environment has a data tail. You know, it's somehow involved with this. Uh, an email that I send out, a person that I talk to, all that's data. You know, whether it be recorded in the brain or recorded on a computer sent through email or whatever. So data immutability becomes actually kind of important. How do you know what you sent to a person via email is the same thing you intended to send? How do we know that a story that was collected as part of a criminal investigation is going to persist and stay the same? You can throw your hands up and say, well, that's probably not gonna happen. And I'd argue that stories can and do change. We learned from an early stage that you know, stories, people talking to other people always changes the nature of things. We had a game when I was a kid, you know, I call it telephone or probably something else, but I'm going to call it telephone where you sit in a circle and the first person says the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog, which I think came out of an early elementary reader, but we're going to go with that. That story then gets told, that phrase gets told to every single other kid in that circle. And by the time it comes back to you, it resembles nothing the way it started. Matter of fact, if you even get one of those words right, you're doing pretty good. That same concept happens whether it be in society or whether it be in technology, that same concept happens all the time. Now, there are certain safeguards that we put in place within technology. We call it checksumming, we call it um, CRC, we call it you know chain of custody and data provenance and governance, right? We try to keep those things in, you know, in check. So that the data you sent is the data that is received and the data that is acknowledged. There's a level of trust that is built between systems. Where I would argue that psychosocial trust, what you and I deal with when we deal with person to person, you listening to me, me listening to you, I would argue that is nothing dissimilar to what happens in systems, albeit with a moderately different level of complexity. So when somebody changes their story on a criminal investigation, I can immediately apply that to my relationships here on a psychosocial level, but I can also apply that into the technological domain. So data immutability. We understand that data is going to change. There are things written about it. There are technical specifications based on something like bit error rates and uh, 
bit rot, right? The concept of data over time will change, will morph, will have some sort of mutability, right? The mutability is nothing more than a, an instantaneous or a gradual change to the fundamental nature of what it, something is. If I say that I'm mutable, mutable, it means that my personality or who I am as Dave Graham, elemental collision, is going to change at some point. I can look at that physiologically. I've changed. I've lost 50 pounds in the past year. So what I was at the beginning of the year and what I am today, while personality-wise is the same, the presentation of it is different. Ergo, I've changed. I've become mutable. I am mutable. When I look at data, I'm going to pull up my handy-dandy mosaic illustration again. When I look at changing data, this picture is representative of every single picture you've ever taken and sent to Facebook or otherwise. Why? Well, you know, the pictures that you take are made up of individual components called pixels, right? You talk about megapixels. Megapixels are simply a collection of thousands upon thousands of pixels. So when I look at megapixels, or if I look at an image like this, I can pull out these individual pieces of glass. This mosaic represents data. This is a totality of data. It represents a, it's very early in the morning for, be drink, for drinking beer, but it represents a pint and a bottle, right? You see two colors, major colors. You see blue and you see a green, greenish brown. If I removed one of these blue pieces of glass, the picture would not change. In other words, you'd still be able to tell that this was a pint glass and a bottle. Now, if I started removing all the blue, then the picture would fundamentally alter. You would still be able to tell that there was a bottle and you'd still be able to tell that there was a pine glass, but the picture itself would be altered in terms of meaning and presentation. Similarly put, everything that we send up to Facebook when we talk about compression or we talk about you know resolution, that changes the nature of what you saw. What I am and who I exist to be when I look at my skin and I look at my hands and I look at everything that I am in, in the flesh and I put that online, I can see the subtle differences and nuances in the same way that you can. What you're capturing is the idea of the moment, not necessarily the individual complexities and data points of that moment. Now, that sounds very, very complex, so let me break it down. Everything that we capture digitally is mutable. It exists in a state. It is a series of zeros and ones if you look at it from a very, very binary status. Now, those zeros and ones, and I'm excluding quantum states right now. I mean, that is a heady conversation that other people way, way smarter than I are going to have to handle. But when I look at those zeros and ones, how they're assembled in order has meaning. They equate to data. They equate to the data bits. Those are what are processed by our processors, our graphics cards, our, oh, taking a deep breath, everything, right? Systems evolve and they consume that. They transform those zeros and ones into a representative picture. Again, using this illustration, if blue up here is zero one and green is one zero, the assembly of zero one and one zero together forms this entire picture. You get this out of sequence, you have a different picture. Now, you still would have the two primary colors, but your colors and the way that they're assembled are different. There's a specific way that these are organized. There are a specific way that we expect the final result to be. If I take a picture, and this video is an example of it, I take this video and I assemble it together into a neat little package and I send it up to YouTube, which is inevitably where this is going to go, and it shows up out of sequence and is not representative of my full work. It's some way along the path from me creating to me submitting to YouTube creating 
and in turn presenting, it changed. So that sequence, that normalcy, becomes very, very important. So why, when I do this, data is mutable. When I change this, I'll take this, I'll toss this into DaVinci Resolve. I'm going to edit some of the junk out of the front end of it because I talk onlessly, endlessly. See, I should probably edit that out. But I'm changing the nature of things. When I repackage that and send it up to YouTube, I'm changing the nature of things. So all these things together, that points to data mutability. And a lot of what we talk about, a lot of what we don't understand or we take for granted, let's back that up. It's not that we don't understand it. It's that we take it for granted. Is that data is always going to change. So why is this important? Why spend, I don't know, eight minutes or so talking about this so far today? The reason why this is so important is that the ability for us to trust data is wholly contingent on the idea that it will not change from creation to destination and back again. Let me repeat that. The whole idea of trust is based on the fact that we believe data should not change from the time it is created to the time it is received and our viewing of it. This goes into place at every single aspect of our lives, whether it be sociological or technological. When I create something in a computer system, I want the end result to be the exact same thing I created. No changes. If I'm going to change it, I'm going to go back to the source material and I will change it and restructure it, resubmit it, and expect the result to be different. I need to edit a timeline if I need to edit music or if I need to do something around it. That is understandable. I am the creator of that data. Ergo, I should be the one that controls the presentation of it. When it comes to psychosocial trust or my interchange with my peers in society, men, women, regardless, I expect the words that come out of my mouth are to be taken as literal and true up until the point that they are received by that person's ear. If that other person decides that what I am saying does not have any resonance, does not have any truth, they're going to come back at me and say, you're full of shit. Now, hopefully that exchange is <laughs> a little bit more pleasant than you're full of shit. However, the trust that is established between that person and I is based on the words, based on that interaction that I have. Can I believe what this person says? If no, do I give them the opportunity to explain context? Do I give them the opportunity to explain meaning? Do I give them the opportunity to create so that I can receive? That trust is written into that data. If I say something to somebody and immediately right after followed up with, well, on thinking about it, I'd actually like to change that. That actually engenders trust because it shows that I am actively looking to change the nature of the data that I am conveying or that conversation, and I'm willing to engage in discourse to understand how my data, how what I say is changing and perceived on the other end. If I look at this story, this criminal story, and I suddenly change the nature of it, the trust level is immediately decreased because it looks like in context that I have changed my sto story, my data, my narrative to fit the larger context of things. It doesn't look like it is being done in a way that is above board, that is trustworthy. It, it, it's mutable to a point where it probably is junk. Now, the difficulty here is that I'm, you know, probably explaining relatively badly the concept of data mutability and immutability. But if what I said always was there, if there was a record of what I said, and this is immutable, 
meaning it cannot be changed. The way that it is viewed is taken from the time and date it was taken. There is no other context other than the words I say. It is written into the record permanently, and anybody can come and view it. Well, that actually becomes trustworthy because, number one, anybody coming from the outside can say, at this point in time, at this date and time, this person said X. It doesn't matter then if five minutes later there is another record that says, well, this person said this, and it's a restatement of my principles. It's a restatement of something with changes. Why? Because there is a record showing the nature of change. There is a record showing that data was changed. But that becomes its own data in and of itself. It stands together. What I'm saying is the original narrative is has a second narrative alongside of it that actually changes the nature of it. It's two parallel data streams instead of one data stream that's been forked and changed and turned into something else. And that becomes important because the first stream, the first comment that I've made that's been locked and is immutable, and the second stream, which I have said and it has been found locked and immutable, allows for me to understand context, allows me to understand that there is a linearity to this. There is a timeline. There is a, an actual gradual change. It still shows the original, which is important because you understand where it came from, but it also shows the updates. It shows the things that go along. That idea of immutability becomes powerful. It doesn't mean that the nature of what I say cannot change. As a matter of fact, as I've gone through life, as I've incorporated new things, I've learned new things and I've changed some of my views. When I go back in time to when I was a teenager and I held specific religious and or political views, and I look at myself today at 42 years old, there is a decided difference. Is it good? Is it bad? No, because I understand within the time frame that when I said those things, I was young and immature. And looking back, I can now say, hey, I've changed. It doesn't mean that what I did back then is any less valid. As a matter of fact, I understand that to be foundational for who I am. I had to come from somewhere to become something. But what I am today is not who I'm going to be in the future. But you can take what I say today, lock it into the record, and now I have another foundational element to what I'm going on. When it comes to technology, we want the same basic thing. We need to understand the provenance of data, where it came from, where it's going, and what it eventually can be. So data immutability becomes important to that concept because it says the data that started out, the data that's being updated, and the data that it will become are all part of this chain, are all part of this ideological baseline for what data is. The data itself when it's sent, the data itself when it is transformed, and the data and what it becomes as a consumed ideology, they all have to be immutable to a certain sense. They all need to have their record, their point in time created, and they all need to be understood in the context that they're given. If a financial record is created, it needs to be logged and it needs to be locked. The reason being is that financial record was instantiated. It was done. There is no way to go back on that. However, if that financial record needs to be reimbursed, so to speak, then that also needs to be entered because that tells the entire narrative or story of that data. That's the provenance of that data. That is that narrative of that data. Both of those records are immutable. Both of those records should not change because they show a start, 
they show a transformation and they show a consumption or a change into that model. So all this to be said, it's been a little interesting journey here and I'm 15 minutes into this story, so let's, let's bring it home. Why does this matter? Sociologically, this matters because people's stories can and will change. We need to have a log. We need to have a lock on what people say. And we need to compare and contrast what they have said in the past to what they are saying in the present without a moral compunction to it at this point, if we eliminate all that. We need to look at what they have said, what they are saying, and what we can use that as a trend towards what they will say. We need to look at data within the context it's given. A person's story that changes in the course of a criminal event should be logged at every single step of the way. What you said, what you are saying, and what ultimately you can and will say. Not in a minority port, report kind of way where I'm trying to predispose you to some sort of evil. Matter of fact, that probably gets you into more trouble in data predictability. But what I need to know is what you have said. And this is where criminal courts or courts in general are very good. The reason why we try to go through facts. Facts should be immutable. Facts should be the truth of the case. Every misstep is still valuable data. Every recant is still valuable data because it establishes or eliminates, which is not necessarily a negative thing, the trust basis for how that data is done. When we look at technology, data needs to be logged. Data needs to have its representative representation immutably etched in some sort of ledger. I'm not talking about you, blockchain. I'm not talking about you, digital ledgers. Though you can apply those concepts there. What I need to show is that those transactions, that creation process, that consumption process, that transformation process is part of a larger narrative of that data bit. And if I'm able to track, log, change, and do whatever I can to that data, I get to tell an entire story. And this becomes forensically important. First time I brought that word up in this conversation. And it also becomes extremely important for as we conduct business, we establish that trust basis. As I said at the beginning, I think on this one, trust between systems is no different than psychosocial trust between people. It's just a different context in which it's given. How do I know that I can trust somebody? I trust them based on the narrative, the story, the words that come out of their mouth, the way that they're etched in my, in my brain. And part of that is my brain is mutable. So I have to understand the things that they say, the history that I can look at, that becomes part of their immutable record in my mind. Same thing for systems, how systems interact and change, how we establish trust models between systems is firmly based on the idea of data mutability and data immutability. As something comes into the system, can I trust that that data is what it says it is? This payload, this vector, these things are correct. Anyway, this is Dave Graham from Elemental Collision. I know it's been a trying time sociologically. I'd just like to tell you, you're loved, you're appreciated, you are understood. It may not seem like it. It may not look like it right now. But if we function together as community, if we function together as a society, and we look for the betterment of our peers and of each other, we can make this into a world that is a much, much better place. Love each other. Be kind to each other. Embrace your tribe. Embrace your community. Bring them to the table and have a conversation. Thank you for joining us today on Elemental Collision. I hope our conversation around data immutability was enjoyable to you. If you'd like to support us, please go to patreon.com slash elemental collision. Thanks for listening.